0: inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, I am Trevor Sycamore, with me is Benjamin Solak, and today's episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the best bars on the market, use the promo code Locked On to get 10% off your first box over at BuiltBar.com, Ben I'm not gonna lie, I don't even know if I want your food opinions after that
1: fruit tweet, listen, I don't know man, The people are not ready to admit that I am not wrong at all. I will be vindicated in the annals of history. Ben said, on May 1st,
0: as the weather warms, a necessary reminder. Fruit is largely pointless. Have never eaten a fruit and been satisfied. God. (laughs) Maybe berries... You're reading it with completely the wrong tone. Maybe berries if you eat enough. All melons, citrus, and most stone fruits are a waste of chew. Apples and bananas are overrated. Eshoo kiwis unconditionally. (laughs) Eshoo kiwis unconditionally. I want you to know that we got a one-star review on our podcast (laughs) on iTunes (laughs) because of your tweet. Go look at it. Go look at it right now. Go look at it right now. Pull it up. I am. Pull it up. Pull it up right now. We got a one-star review because of your terrible fruit take.
1: I literally don't believe it. That's amazing. This is because of Ben's fruit take on Twitter. Read it. I don't feel bad. Fruit is an essential summer diet. Ben must not like summer. That is correct. Anyways, keep up the good work. Trevor, you're extremely talented and funny. Love you guys. (laughs) And then he quotes my take on Twitter.
0: Guys, if you're looking for football content, we're going to get there. What we're doing today is we're actually going to redraft the first round of the 2020 NFL draft using only the players that were selected in the first round. So if there were players that Ben and I didn't think were first round players, which you've kind of gone over over the last week or so, we still have to find a place for them in the first round as we kind of do a little dueling redraft here. But I got to get to this fruit take.
1: Yes. Listen. Berries, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, blueberries. They're all good. They're all good. Plums are good. Mangos are good pineapple is good apples and bananas are like regular they're fine they're nothing to write home about how
0: did you just name that many fruits and still have this take that's seven
1: fruits and four of them are berries which like is a fruit berries yeah no i agree but as i said like berries are fine if you you have to agree it's science right but then so so i forgot about mangoes when i wrote the tweet mangoes are quite good i love me a good mango okay uh plums are the only stone fruit i said most stone fruit plums are the only stone fruit that's good uh and then a pineapple which like pineapples and is like one of like the uh the extreme like outliers of fruit you know what i mean like the, if you ask a person like name five fruits they'd be like oh like apples bananas grapes and oranges and that's only four uh, i don't know what a fifth <laughs> one would be probably a berry and you four to the five of those are just like not great they feel like all oh, bananas are good no they're not peanut butter's good same thing with apples. Peanut oh, you're membership. so these, dumb. These are, oh, you're so dumb. They're just, but like, here's the and here's the thing. People are like, oh, like, what do you mean like you're not satisfied? I don't know what, what y'all are doing. I eat when I'm hungry. This is my logic. Apparently, this is profound. But I like, I'm existing in my life and I experience a pang of hunger. And I'm like, I would like to rectify this situation. I would like to respond to my body signals. And I eat a piece of fruit. And I'm like, wow, I address nothing. I'm still hungry. You eat a banana. You're like, oh, wow, well, that was a great snack. I'm going to go have a real one now. It's just, and people are like, oh, it's nature's candy. Yeah, which was cool until, like, they created ice cream, in you which case we don't need nature's so candy You so bad at opinions. I just, like, I have nothing against fruit. I eat fruit probably every day. What do you mean day. you have nothing it's against just, fruit?
0: You just went to the neck against fruit. It's just, it's just people. You said that some of them I'm are. You said that some of them are a waste of to chew. i take
1: a whole watermelon to the park and eat it with a spoon. <laughs> like, you're nuts! What are you talking about? No, you don't want to do that. Why don't you want
0: to do that? Okay, so listen, listen. I I will admit. I will admit. Yes. Uh, melon, honeydew, cantaloupe are terrible. Like they're just bad. They are objectively melon, like, bad. Yeah.
1: It's like, would you like this water to
0: taste worse and yeah, also be solid? Is, it's like it's just I, bad. I also, it's not in the same category as those three, but I don't like watermelon. I think watermelon kind of tastes like styrofoam.
1: Like well, people, flavored like, styrofoam. Like, okay. Watermelon is a great example. Like the weather turns warm, and so people can start eating watermelon again, because apparently you can't eat it when it's cold for whatever reason. <laughs> and people they associate like like Pavlovian, they associate Watermelon with this thing that they really love, which is warm weather, which is already a problem because cold weather's better. But anyway, Jeez. and then they they go nuts like oh water watermelon's so good. No, it's not. It's not. It's not that good. It's just the thing. It's watermelon's like, not great. Water and I know I'm gonna is
0: loosely solid. I'm gonna get killed for that take because I know a lot of people love watermelon and like coming from Florida again. Yeah, like you said, there summertime people eat watermelon is good. I just don't like it. I think that I think the consistency's weird. I'm just not a fan. It just kind of tastes like nothing to me, so that's why I'm not really a big fan. But the other fruits that you name don't taste like nothing. They are rich in taste, also extremely refreshing.
1: Yeah, and like I I like again, like I am fine with fruit. I don't like 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 I think that just you know if I if there's an apple and it's and it's the only thing and I'm hungry, I'll eat it and I'll be like okay, like I I have nutrients now. And people are like, oh, you're gonna get scurvy. Like guys, like I eat fruit. (laughs) I ain't like who do you you talk to in front of me I'm like how dare you from the 1500s yeah it's just like everybody every year when the summer comes people like oh my gosh I'm so excited for fruit salad it's like well you should get excited for better things then because if fruit salad excites you I can't imagine what like cookie dough ice cream does to you you must not be able to recover for a month do you like grapes not like it they're fine no, like, yeah, yes. I so, mean, like, I, mean, just, like, I just, like, grapes. like a
0: handful of grapes, like in the middle of the day, just like popping a couple in there.
1: It's like, it's like, it's like asking, like, do you like, like leaves? Do you like clouds? Like, they're just a thing. I don't have anything against them. They're just there. I don't leaves and, or clouds. Okay. I mean, like, it, yes, I'm fine with grapes. If you gave me the option between eating grapes and eating Cheez-Its, I would eat the Cheez-Its. Oh, the point is that fruit is better for you than Cheez-Its. I don't, think that, any, just like I don't think that anybody is going to argue that they'd rather at?
0: have a really well-cooked ribeye steak than eight apples. I don't think anybody's going to argue with you there. It's the, it's the healthier
1: choice for snacks. Grapes are packed with vitamin C and K. Okay, so I'll eat the grapes for the vitamin C and K. Again, like if, if – if if like I, my mom loves grapes. I'm at home. My mom in the summer always, like, bowl of grapes. Yeah. I will eat the grapes. I also like I how just your like, mom
0: absolutely roasted you on Twitter for this.
1: Yeah, no. One of the first people to respond was my mother. <laughs> my father asked me about this tweet. Big, That's how much run it got. My dad follows out. one person on Twitter, and it's me, and he doesn't even understand how the timeline works. <laughs> Once the timeline went non-chronological, he lost his mind. He yep. was like, how is this possible? Hold on, but he only he follows was like, you. Benjamin.
0: He doesn't need the timeline. It's just your tweets.
1: Well, yes, but like you know, Twitter like suggests other people to yeah, follow, that's true. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter once suggested a tweet from uh, Kissed to him, and it was an extremely kissedy and tweet, and that it was very angry and very <laughs> profane, and my father got extremely <laughs> concerned. But anyway, um, my father, he calls me Benjamin. He goes, Benjamin, I saw you said something about fruit the other day, and everyone was very upset. I was like, "Yeah, Good. like this is what my life is." Good you're getting called out by your parents for this tweet just so people know before
0: yep. we are we're moving on from this we're getting to the redraft but uh ben absolutely got ratioed on this bad boy he had 38 retweets and 499 replies so but i had like 499 likes as well so it's yeah you actually have exactly as many likes as replies i'm right. still counting that so ratio. i feel like it's a perfect it's right in the sweet spot for bad tweets that are actually good <laughs> Like I said earlier, what we're doing today is we are going down the list of 2020 NFL draft teams in order, redrafting them with the same players that were already selected in the draft. So that makes things a little bit tricky, right? Because Ben and I could have redrafted the 2020 NFL draft all day long, and we would have taken players who were picked on day two and moved them up to day one probably because that's what we've been doing for the last couple of months that didn't come to fruition so now we're having a fun little game this was suggested to me by a listener so shout out to them ben you want to pick for the odds or the evens we're gonna go back and forth we're gonna make this a little dueling mock.
1: uh eagles
0: picked odd i'll take evens the bucks also picked odd so now i okay so i'll get i'll get i'll get your fate as well yeah, I'm Eagles. fine with that. I'll take evens. Okay, so number one, this one obviously would not change for me. This is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. This was the choice that happened in real life. This is the choice that should have happened. They need a quarterback. Joe Burrow was the best option. There you go. Joe Burrow staying number one to the Bengals.
1: I have I wrote about how the the Redskins should consider consider taking uh, Jeffrey Kudo over Chase Young. Yeah, you did uh, pre draft, and so really. If I wanted to go all the way in here and make a point, I would take Akuda I don't think I will. I think I'll take Young. At the end of the day, I had Young Young graded higher, uh, so I'll take Young. Uh, I know that Akuda would be extremely valuable don't to the Redskins because that's going to be a good player, and don't, he's a tremendous.
0: Don't hit people with the fruit take
1: and the non. What do you mean? Okay, well it's. I mean both are reasonable, but it doesn't matter. Okay. So did you? So you went Chase Young? Yeah, I'll take Young. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, I actually think, oh man, the Lions. I think the Lions made a good choice here too. So I'm sticking with Jeffrey Akuda and I don't. I don't think this is is a boring pick. I think that this is the smart pick. The Lions lost Darius Slay. Right. I think Darius Slay was such an important part of what they were doing. And even though that there was some discussion with Derek Brown potentially being the pick here, at number three, and even though there's some fun. Thinking of how Isaiah Simmons could maybe reshape what they're doing on defense, they really need a cornerback. And now that they've also signed Desmond Trufant, this is a nice little one two combo. And I, I really liked this addition and that potential pairing for the Lions. So, Jeffrey Akuda, the draft's going to stay the same through three. That's where I have them going. Ben, you, you got some Ryan. potential shakeup here now with number four with the Giants.
1: Yeah, and right. This is, I think, what we expected. Like, we thought it should have been Burrow Young Akuda or burrow Young, and that's what it was on, on, on day one, and that's what's going to be here. That makes sense, as we have the full board available to us for these early picks, where it's going to get weird as it's going to be at the uh in the back half of the draft. But yeah, with the Giants at four, I had Andrew Thomas as my OT2. He was only one spot below my overall board as well, my OT1, who's Jedrick Wills. Uh, he was fourth overall. Thomas was five. I get why they liked Thomas. Uh, you know, I don't hate the pick at all. Completely love it. And he's a great player. Would have felled away for all four tackles. I'll take Wills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like the idea of Wills in New York as well, because I think you want him starting at right tackle year one while you let Nate Solder play out the last year of his. It's not the last year of his deal, but it's last year before you can cut him. Uh, and then you can cut him next year and then talk about either moving Wills to the left or drafting a left tackle to replace him. Uh, so I'll take Jedrick and I'll put him at four over to Andrew Thomas. That'll be our first change.
0: Yeah, I thought that this pick here for the New York Giants could have been Tristan Wirfs. That was what we were hearing pre-draft. That was a lot of the discussion there. It ends up being Andrew Thomas, and I actually wrote for the Draft Network. Uh, We're recording this on Monday, so I wrote it this morning, Monday morning, saying, Dave Gettleman nailed this draft, and I thought that he did, and it started at number 4 overall because when you look at their needs along the offensive line, especially at the tackle position, They didn't just need a tackle that they could depend on for years to come with a ceiling and like a starter caliber ceiling. They also needed a guy that could step in right away, I think. They needed a player that they could plug and play into one of those tackle spots and expect to get good production even in year one. Andrew Thomas, I thought, was a good choice there, but not arguing Jedrick Wills at all because I also think the same of him. I think that Wills is a plug and play guy in the NFL, and so for him to go at number four, that still makes total sense to me as long as it's an offensive tackle pick. Five Dolphins. I thought they nailed it. No trickery here. Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, this was the pick for them. It it was never going to be an offensive lineman. It was never going to be Justin Herbert. This was the guy. They made the right choice. They, you know, we, we go back all the way to August and September, the beginning of the tank for Tua campaign. And even though Joe Burrow kind of became that number one QB, it's funny because the Dolphins really as the season went on and they started winning a couple of games, knew they wouldn't be in contention for Burrow. So that that motto, that theme, that goal stayed the same. They end up getting their man, and this is the correct pick for the
1: Dolphins. I have the Chargers at 6, and I also have the Chargers at 23, correct? Because the trades are staying.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: yes, yes, the trades are staying. Yes. The Chargers are also picking at 23. Okay. With that considered, then... I'm taking Andrew Thomas at six. Yeah,
0: do it.
1: Knowing, (laughs) knowing the board as I do, and this was something people talked about for the Chargers. This was pick. Grab your offensive tackle early and then trade up for a quarterback later in the first round. Maybe take one on the top of the second round, depending on how the board falls. And obviously the Chargers do end up trading back into the first round. As we know, who they picked does not matter here because we're in charge as our universe. They did not take Kenneth Murray in a massive trade up for no reason. Uh, with Justin Herbert and Jordan Love still available to me, I will take Andrew Thomas. The Chargers right now are looking at a camp battle between Sam Tevey, the the Utah kid from a couple years ago, and then Trey Pipkins, the Sioux Falls kid from last year, as their a left tackle, which to me is ludicrous. And I wrote about the fit with Justin Herbert from contextualized quarterbacking data for the Draft Network, and the the thing I said is your main concern is that Herbert was not a good player under pressure, and significantly, the most stark number for Herbert is despite his size and despite his mobility, he took a sack on more than 25% of the pressure's that were given up by his offensive line. Because so when I chart, I chart who is responsible for pressures. And when his offensive line missed a block, missed an assignment, failed to pick up a stunt, or just lost a one-on-one, Herbert got sacked on more than 25%. That's poor escapability. Uh, right. And it's not good ability to get to your hot read as well. And so if you have a line that's leaking pressure off the blind side, as I think you expect the Chargers to do. You have to be concerned with that Herbert fit, so I'm going to get the left tackle situation figured out first, and then if, if I get a quarterback later, I'll get a quarterback later. But Andrew Thomas, that's a plug-and-play guy on the left side. Next 10 years, will be locked down. I think the
0: Panthers should have traded back here, and I feel like they had options on the table, but for whatever reason, just did not want to move back, whether— um, that was because it was they didn't want to trade to the team that might have been offering them or the offer wasn't good enough or they were really that high on Derrick Brown. I felt like they should have moved back. I thought that the Panthers should have done what we were kind of saying, not just you and me, but a lot of other people all along. Like, hey, you can kind of trade back in this draft, punt a couple of picks, really stock up for next year, make sure you got the ammo to maybe go up and get the quarterback that you want to get if you're not in position to get them already at the end of the 2020 season. They did not do that. They stayed here at number 7. They picked Derrick Brown. I'm giving them Isaiah Simmons. I thought that that should have been the pick here. I think that Isaiah Simmons and the versatility that he's going to bring would have suited the Panthers better long-term. I think that Derrick Brown is good. I don't think that he is sue like a lot of people were throwing around Dominican Sue's name as a comparison for for Derrick Brown and he just he did not have the finishing ability nor the explosiveness I felt that that Maybe a better word is not explosiveness because I do think that Derrick Brown can really move violence to his game that Dominican Sue had when he was coming out of Nebraska. Those were two very different things when I was comparing Derrick Brown to what a lot of people were comparing him to in Dominican Sue, So I don't hold him to that same regard, a guy who went number two overall. Instead, with Isaiah Mm -hmm. Simmons, I look at a guy who could truly be a defensive chess piece. We've talked about this ad nauseum. This is the pick that I think the Pan- Panthers should have made if they were staying at 7. Okay. So Simmons at 7, Cardinals at 8. I have I, both I defensive robbed, tackles. I of- robbed the Cardinals. I know I did because everybody loved the Cardinals getting Isaiah Simmons at 8, but sorry. I, I
1: did not, I but it not not a matter at this time. I tried to tweet about how much I didn't like it, but I didn't like it so much that I was unsuccessful in correctly syntaxing the tweet. Um, Cardinals at 8. Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw on the board for me still. Mekhi back Beckton and Tristan Wirfs on the board for me still. I want a tackle. I've wanted a tackle for the Cardinals this whole time. They are able to get Josh Jones way later in this draft, which is really cool. I don't think at eight they expect that. Um, oh, who they like better? I think they like Tristan Wirfs better because the athletic ability. Yeah, but It's
0: up to you. You're the pick. Pe- pe- yeah, pe- okay. Well, okay. I like They already so had the like so Tristan- chance to make the
1: pick. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. I like Tristan Wirf's better, so they're getting Tristan Wirf's at All 8. Right, there we go. Um, yeah, and this is, I mean, like, this is appropriate in terms of investing in the offense. Obviously, I, okay, so I alluded to not liking the Simmons pick. I don't love the the idea of Vance Joseph with, I think, a, a really good hybrid player who's not going to put him into a great situation in a 3-4 defense, in my opinion. There was the quote that was going around that was like, Vance Joseph said, like, he's going to be a linebacker. That wasn't the quote. The quote was like, we're going to start him at linebacker, but we have no idea what to do with him because he's Isaiah Simmons. Nobody's any idea what to do with him. We're going to figure it out as we go. It was the exact quote you'd want to give. It's just, you know, Twitter took four words of it and nobody looked deeper into the quote. But at the same time, I still didn't love the no, call Why would fit you? pre-draft. Why would you? Yeah, if, if
0: if you have the four words that allows you to smash out the tweet, there's no reason to exactly. get the full quote. This is
1: this is company policy. <laughs> this um, is textbook modern day journalism. Yeah, so I um I didn't love the fit there to be to begin with. I would rather them make sure they're good on the offensive line. Kyler Murray had such a good rookie year, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. And it's so good. And he still holds the ball longer than I want him to. And he's still a bit of a smaller dude. And he still runs around a lot. And you just want to keep him healthy. Uh, I would, I, 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 am increasingly scared of the lack of offensive line investment in Arizona, what that can mean for his career. So I'm going to fix the problem. Tristan worse.
0: I'm going to go Derek Brown here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I like that fit. Better than I do with the Panthers, and this is really, ugh, man, this is such a toss up between Javon Kenlaw and Derek Brown for me. But I do think that Derek Brown takes up a lot of attention. I was going back and watching some film over the last month of of even a couple of offensive line players when they were trying when they were playing Auburn. I was making sure that I was watching that film, and it, there's just so much attention on Derek Brown. And when you put him in the middle of a, a defensive line that that already has Josh Allen to it could potentially have Caleb von chase on still in this draft. Um, but even if we're talking a reality where, Hey, let's flip the CJ Henderson pick. Let's say that Derek Brown or, or even Javon Kinlaw would have went to the Jaguars. They still would have maybe drafted Caleb von chase on a number 20. Now you have such a force in the middle that you have to pay so much attention to where even if it's just Josh Allen, I think that is a higher-impact pick because the Jaguars really need to fortify what they're doing, how they got gashed in the run game. I think that Derrick Brown really does that for them.
1: Right. Brown at 9 of the Jags. I think Brown's at 10 is not an interesting one or exciting one. In the pre-draft process, they were whatever offensive tackle was left. They obviously ended up with two options. Or three? Two? Three? Two? Three, two, two. Three options three on options. the actual draft day. Three yeah, options. Three. Yeah, now in, but here it's only the one, and it's Makai Becton. I still think it's a, it's a great pick for them, and it's it's a good pick for what they need. He'll actually start at left tackle. Obviously, people are concerned about the Jedrick Wills switching to left tackle thing. Becton played left tackle in college. He has the feet for it. He's got the size for it. He'll be just fine. Also, move with a ton of people as well, and I think it will be good in the hoof, in the wide zone system. So, I like the fit, but it's merely just picking for need and taking the best guy left.
0: Jets went Makai Becton in the real draft, but— with none of the big four offensive tackles left on the board, I'm going to have them taking C.D. Lamb. They need a wide receiver one, and I think that Lamb was probably pretty high on their board. They just clearly wanted to go offensive line with that pick at at 11. So none of those guys are on the board. C.D. Lamb went 17th, which is kind of crazy. So I'm robbing them from sliding all the way down to the Cowboys in this redraft that we're doing. But uh, I think that even if you restarted the draft now, I, I wonder if the same would have happened. I wonder if that pick would have ended up exactly the same. Not sure it would have because CeeDee Lamb is such a good wide receiver prospect. So him going to 11 to the Jets, I think that even though it's not offensive line, which they would have preferred, still would have
1: really helped them. All right, so CeeDee Lamb at 11 to New York. Raiders at 12 took Rugs Still on the board. Think? I think. Okay, I got five corners to choose from at nineteen. Mm. I got a couple receivers. I don't need a defense lineman. Tennis I don't need a linebacker. I need a tackle. I, I don't like Henderson like that, though. Yeah, this should still be a wide receiver. I'm going to take Judy over Ruggs because I had Judy ranked above Ruggs on. It was close between the two of them. I I understand why the Raiders liked Ruggs the way they did. But I've got a check down King and Derek Carr, and I've got a great underneath separator in Jerry Judy. To me, that fit makes more sense than what Rugs can do, even from a Yak perspective, as impressive as that is. So I'll, I'll take Jerry Judy at 12 for the Raiders. <sighs> Buccaneers baby 13
0: Who this is we a, getting there's a nightmare man this is a nightmare all four offense are you sure because
1: the, the player you dreamed about adding to yeah Campbell I know is still there <sighs> mm. do it you coward man
0: yeah Henry Ruggs Henry Ruggs I'm yeah. picking Henry Ruggs for the Buccaneers they had to get an offensive tackle uh, they really didn't move up that much. They made the switch from 14 to 13 with the 49ers. I, if you read Peter King's article where he was actually with Jason Light, the Bucks GM, on the night of round one in the 2020 NFL draft, he was kind of chronicling everything that was happening minute by minute. And he said the Buccaneers tried to trade up, I believe, at every single spot from number seven on. Like they called the Panthers... They called the Jaguars, they called the Browns, they called the Jets, and I think they called the Raiders, but they called basically every team and just tried to move up, and nobody wanted to move up, and it wasn't until the 49ers where they were able to pop up one spot to make sure they got their guy, and they did not Tristan Wirfs, none of the offensive tackles are there, that is by far Tampa's biggest need, but... So a slot receiver, or so is that wide receiver three, whatever you want to call it. Tampa would get pretty versatile with it, especially if they were here. The just pick.
1: making up reasons to pretend that he just oh, this is logical for sure, Trev, for sure. Why this is logical? What else am I going to go with? No, I like like I'd say like you're you're acting as if this is like a reasoned, measured decision. And it's not just you wanting Henry Ruggs to play next to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and rock Gorkowski and OJ Howard. Well, I mean. You said it there. What else? Am I gonna mean, throw Austin Jackson
0: to the Wolves? No. What What other pick helps the Buccaneers right now, as much as Henry Ruggs would? None. That's a good point.
1: a no. lair. <laughs> I mean, I <it> could have. <laughs> I almost yeah, did. Really All right, fourteen to the Niners. Um, they took Javon Kinlaw here in the real draft. I think it's a pretty much a no brainer. Here, their biggest needs are wide receiver and interior defensive line. Kinlaw's still on the board at the pick they valued him at, whereas the remaining receivers all went a fair bit later, and appropriately so, in my opinion. Kinlaw's the best player left and addressed need, so I'll take that. Broncos. I know um, who I'd be taking here.
0: You know who you'd be taking here? Yeah, I think so. It's between two players that do not play the position that they actually picked here at fifteen. Yes, is, is is the is the player that you were thinking of a corner? No,
1: but that's the other one I would think of. Okay, because I have two in mind right now. All right, say the two you're thinking of on three. One. Wait, wait, wait. Two. Which one am I going to say first? Either one. All right, say the, the say,
0: You say the one that you are thinking of right now, like the one that's where a- you said. Okay, that was that's that's and, and you're
1: pick. thinking of C.J. Henderson.
0: It's yeah? e- it's either C.J. Henderson or Patrick yeah. Queen as okay. the two that I would have picked. Um, that was the two that I'm looking at that I think make the most sense. I'm gonna go Patrick Queen. I'm gonna go Patrick Queen here at number 15. I like it. That that's the ones that I would debate between. Even though we've heard all about the offensive line needs that they've had, we know that they're looking for a big time wide receiver too. Here at number 15, I just think that Patrick Queen gives them the most for what a roster improvement pick could be. So fifteen, yes. Patrick Queen goes a lot earlier than he did in the actual
1: draft, but I think this is
0: closer to the value that he's gonna have in the league.
1: Okay. My all right, so I've got the Falcons now at sixteen. This was the AJ Terrell pick. Yep. My biggest my my highest ranked corner remaining is not Terrell, it's Arnett. And I liked Terrell. Or excuse me, it's it's Henderson. CJ Henderson's still there. Oh, okay. I'm thinking CJ Henderson. Uh, CJ <laughs> Henderson. Say, is man, to the he's starting to, we're starting to disrespect yeah. CJ Henderson out here. In my my head, Henderson was long gone. Um, Yeah, no, this was a player that I tagged for the Falcons in my final mock. I thought they were trying to trade up for him. They bamboozled me, as they bamboozled many because they were comfortable sitting there and taking uh, AJ Terrell. I think that this is a better situation for them. Instead of hanging at 16 and getting uh, Daryl, they get a better player in C.J. Henderson. And appropriately so. So we probably start running on this corner class now. Yeah, this is probably
0: true. All right, before we get to the Cowboys pick at number 17, we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but this episode is brought to you by Built Bar because they are rebuilding the bar game. They're an amazing combination of great taste, low calories, high protein for you to enjoy as a go-to snack or an add-on to a meal whenever you're eating bars. They have seven times less carbs and sugars than, say, Cliff Bars, which I know a lot of people really enjoy. I've had plenty of Clif Bars in my life. But they're still really high in protein, which means they're great before and after workouts. They've got 15, count them, 15 different flavors to choose from coming in packs of 18 bars I'm a sucker for a classic, you know, just like a classic peanut butter bar, but when I was looking at their other fav- flavors, th- peanut butter was my first call, so that was the first one that I got, but mint chocolate chip and double chocolate are always had really a good. I have the double chocolate. Good. Those are really good when it comes to bars, so you, you're vouching for the double chocolate?
1: Well, yeah, I'm in my yearly, okay, post-draft. Yes. I have nothing to do, and I'm chubby because all I did was eat pizza. For yeah, like three because months you don't eat fruit, that Ben. Yeah, it's good. if I only I ate a mango. Anyway, um, so no, so I'm in my my yearly May, I'm going to get better shape situation. It's and I'm done. also home, so I'm like, all right, just home workouts, and this is great. And I don't even have to go to the gym because I hate the gym. And so, yeah, no, I've been eating my Bilt Bars. So I had a double chocolate one, which was extremely good. My thing is this, like, it was very good. I cannot say personally how it compares to other protein bars because I have never had protein bars in my life, as everyone very well knows. But I have no reason to have any other ones. But these are great, right? It it, it was good. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's true. If you use the promo code LOCKED ON, you guys get $10 off your first box. They're better taste. They're better for your macros. And they give you a better diet, like Ben was saying, all at a really, really good price. So head over to BuiltBar.com. And get your first box today. Cowboys at 17, they went C D Lamb. They lucked into CD Lamb. Lamb went off wait, the is board.
1: He still there? No, he's not Way <laughs> earlier than this. Fine.
0: Another potential pick for the Cowboys would have been safety, but not a single safety went in the first round of this draft. So I can't look that direction hmm. either. There is a cornerback need that I could fill, but I'm going with the player that I mocked to them in my final mock draft at number seventeen, and that is Cesar Ruiz. I'm plugging Ruiz into that interior offensive line, making sure the strength of what Dallas does stays a strength. I thought that that would have been a great pick for them had a guy like CeeDee Lamb not fallen all the way down to 17. And so that's my Mm -hmm. pick here for Dallas.
1: I thought it was going to be Caleb on chase. And now I'm in a weird spot Mm. with the Dolphins. So I've got no top offensive lineman left on the board. I did not have Austin Jackson highly ranked. I did not have Isaiah Wilson highly ranked. They took Austin Jackson here at 18. We know later they took a corner and no egg binogamy. That surprised me, but I've got four corners on the board here. A couple guys who so I do have ranked highly. I have nobody here on the board that I have ranked higher than Caleb Von Chasen. Do the Dolphins need edge that badly? I mean, like, I would argue they do from a body type perspective a lot of their edges are are Shaq Lawson and 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 Emmanuel Ogba and later in the draft will grab Curtis Weaver and their hand in the dirt inside the the tight end sometimes even inside the tackle sort of rushers I'm very tempted to give them Caleb on and just give them a, a really good dedicated speed stand up seven tackle wide sound rusher like you've convinced everyone other than
0: yourself about Caleb on chase on here to the dolphins.
1: Right. I, well, I, I'm weighing who I think I can get at 30, uh, you know, cause I, 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 get why they took it, but I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take Caleb on chase. I'm thinking Caleb on at 18 to the dolphins, which is not the best need fit, but it is my highest ranked player available, not named Justin Herbert. And they don't need Herbert. So I'll take him. All right. So the Las Vegas Raiders, you gave them
0: Jerry Judy at number 12. Yes. Uh they took Damon Arnett in real life here. Good pick. Uh I'm giving them Justin Herbert.
1: Let's go. Yo! <laughs> let's go. You can't let's go your own pick immediately
0: after? I just did. I love it. I respect it. Justin Herbert. This so I had Jordan Love actually going here in my final predictive mock draft just because I heard that Look, it's not that I've heard. Everybody's heard. The Raiders don't Let's sound say, super yeah. sold on Derek Carr. They just don't. And so he is their option right now. But if I know John Gruden, which I know John Gruden pretty well, he's always looking to upgrade that position at all times if he thinks he can. So I think that Justin Herbert, ceiling-wise, is going to be higher than Derek Carr. Even though, okay, so it's not Tua Tagovailoa. It's not Joe Burrow. But – This is your second first-round pick. It's kind of a luxury pick here, and I know that the Raiders need to get better in a lot of different ways, but they have a lot of picks after this. Go get a QB that you can bet on a little bit, at least for the next two years. I think that he will beat out Derek Carr if this were to be the case. I like getting to pair Herbert's big arm with what Gruden likes to do, especially when you add a guy like Jerry Judy into the mix. I love
1: it. It's delightful. Thank you. Jaguars a 20. Appreciate it. We took at nine Derek Brown. That was Trevor's pick. Uh, the The Jaguars themselves went defensive tackle and edge in uh, round one of the draft. They do not have Caleb on on the board as a result of my pick with the Dolphins. So I have backed myself into a corner, but I do have four corners <laughs> to choose from.
0: Oh, Who would the Jaguars like
1: there. the most out of this group? I personally had Arnett. Uh, here, he was ranked just above Jeff Gladney for me. I know the Jaguars like the longer corners, and our net came in a little stubby. So that concerns me.
0: It's but I'm in pay. charge.
1: It's you. Yeah, it's you. It's about yeah. you. And I do, I do like Arnett better. The thing that's a little bit annoying here is that like Arnett's very pro-ready, in my opinion. He's an older prospect. and he would, I would more like to see him end up somewhere where they can take a corner and go, whereas the Jaguars need to take a corner and then take every other position. In three years, maybe they can go. So, like, Gladney, has, from the developmental perspective, because I think that if you quiet Gladney's feet a little bit more, make him a little less hasty, a little more patient, he's a better ceiling than Arnett. He's got better uh, transitional quickness and ball skills. I, and I, not, I mean, Arnett's got good ball skills. I'll take Arnett. I, I, I'm going to take Gladney. I'm thinking Jeff Gladney. I'm thinking Gladney. Uh, corner out of TCU for the Jaguars at 20 because I feel like there's a better developmental projection there, and I know I'm multiple years away. I'm going to try to hit hard on one. Eagles are on the clock. They want Jalen Rager here. Oh, my gosh. Damon Arnett's on the board. Crazy. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... Would you rather have Damon Arnett over Justin Jefferson?
1: I'd rather have Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. Really?
0: Man, I had Jalen Rager.
1: I had Rager ranked higher.
0: Man, that sucks. That sucks. You're not in charge then, isn't it? Oh, you damn dude! Justin Jefferson to Philadelphia. Man, you love to see a Justin Jefferson, a two-way winner, can play out of the slot, knows how to separate, and even when he can't, he's got one of the highest contested catch rates in the country from the 2019 season. I really like this. I really do. All troll aside on Ben, this would have been my pick. Plugging in Justin Jefferson into a wide receiver room that I think desperately needs what he can bring. I'm a big fan of it.
1: (sighs) Don't like it. Okay. The Vikings. Picking at 22 and then later at 31 with both wide receiver and corner needs. Yep. Arnett. Arnett. It's got to be Arnett. Yeah, I'm thinking Damon Arnett. I'll think of Damon Arnett at 22 for the Vikings. I think that at 31, I'm not... I'm, I'm comfortable with either Igbenogany or Terrell there, but Arnett is so much better for me than both of those players that I'm willing to spend the premium pick at 22 and then kind of let the board fall to me as it does. It's especially interesting because I think that a lot of the – we only have a, one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, two linemen, two linebackers, and then the corners left. And I feel confident saying that the Vikings could use a lot of those positions that could potentially still be there at 31. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is annoying. I'll take him. I'm scared now. I like you already about turned this. in the card. I know I did, and I was already doing the exposition, and then I thought about it more during the exposition. But I'll take Damien Arnett. He's a really good ball player. I think Zimmer's going to like him a lot. He, he checks all the boxes for them. Besides the length thing that I already brought up, he's stubby. But he's so good at the line. I'll get over it. Chargers traded up Mm -hmm. to get
0: Kenneth Murray here at number 23. Kenneth Murray is still on the board. I'm not going to have them take Kenneth Murray. You had them going Andrew Thomas instead of Justin Herbert at number 6 which opens the door for me to have them select Jordan Love here Correct. at number Good 23. Good teamwork. This would have been a nice little 1-2 combo I think for the Chargers. I think maybe objectively if you were to look at, oh they added both Justin Herbert and Kenneth Murray, you would have thought okay those are two nice additions for their team but the manner in which they added Kenneth Murray is where things get a little bit puzzling. If you were to look at it and say oh they added a potential star offensive tackle in Andrew Thomas, and then a developmental high ceiling quarterback to first learn behind Tyrod Taylor, which they have said that they have confidence in, which um, not only I think helps Jordan Love from a mentorship standpoint, but also from a, Hey, you don't have to play right away standpoint. I think that this would have been a really good situation for Jordan Love to land. I guess he doesn't really have to worry about the playing right away thing in green Bay where he actually went, but I do think this would have been a great setup with him in L.A. Andrew Thomas and Jordan Love would have been a great package for the Chargers.
1: Yes. So we fixed the Chargers draft for sure. Yes. Uh, good work team. About to fix the Saints draft, too. Not really. I liked the Cesar Ruiz pick uh, in in a vacuum. I it, think Ruiz is a good player. Yeah. And 24 is fine. And investing in the offensive line is always good. As we have said, I think, on the Draft Network for your podcast or shows or Twitter or articles many times, not entirely sure how this interior offensive line shakes itself out with with injury concerns and who gets on the field and whatever. It's good to have a glut of talent, but also I want a speed threat at wide receiver. Uh, I like Emmanuel Sanders, short, intermediate. I like Michael Thomas, intermediate. I want a deep threat. The, The Saints have been trying to get a deep threat unsuccessfully for a while now, and trusting a rookie isn't necessarily the best idea for that. But Jalen Rager, I think, is a really, really good projection to an intermediate deep threat. He's got such good speed on the outside. He's got good contested ability for a player of his size. He's thick. He's dense. He you know, also can do scheme touch stuff out of the backfield. He has good rack ability, which is fun for the Saints because they do a lot of cool, interesting stuff with backfield touches. So I think Jalen Rager makes a lot of sense for them at 24. And given who else is there on the board, it's, 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 it's Rager or it's one of the linebackers. I don't love either linebacker, linebackers. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'll take Jalen Rager at 24.
0: Uh, Answer me this because the 49ers no. are up here at number 25. Am I allowed to sit here and think that they're still going to get Trent Williams or can I not or am I
1: not allowed to do that? Okay, well we've been drafting. Like so like I took a tackle for the Cardinals, which presumes that the Cardinals didn't take Josh Jones at 72, right? So because it happened yeah, on think, day two or I later, it's a little different. But I hear what you're saying. Okay, so as right. of right now, it's, it's also it's also tricky because did they know Joe Staley was going to
0: retire at this point? Yes, I think they did. I think they've known for okay. a while. I think that, I don't think that this was like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, like happy draft weekend, guys. I'm uh, calling it quits. You know, like I I don't think that that happened. I think that they have known right. that Joe Staley was probably going to move on for a while. So with that being the case. They would have to invest in the offensive line pretty quickly. In a perfect world, I think they're picking one of the corners that are still left here and then still trading for Trent Williams. But if we are going off and we are keeping the integrity of this process, I'm going to give them Austin Jackson because they probably knew they weren't going to have Joe Staley and they were going to need somebody that they could plug and play right into there. So I'm going Austin Jackson here at 25 to the 49ers. Okay, so Austin Jackson, I get it but if not it would have been i would have been i would have picked no igbenogony if we are taking away that that
1: need side of it i would have given them it makes sense packers fans are thrilled because if i could come off the board at 25 to the niners as occurred on draft day it would not i would have i'm not sure who i would have picked it would not probably i would have taken a tackle developmental guy prepare for the 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 uh, future without Bakhtiari and what have you right um, but here all the Packers fans wanted was just a receiver for Rodgers to throw it to all Rodgers wanted was a receiver to throw it to Ayuk's far from perfect you know he wasn't super highly ranked for me but when you have a need this big and obviously i know that they don't address it later as well uh i i think a lot of people expected this to be wide receiver early and i think appropriately it would be Iuca 26 for what they need and for what their wide receiver room looks like so i'll, I'll take brandon Iuca 26 even though there's players i have higher ranked on the board it's just the value not the value excuse me the need is too dire for them
0: uh we're running out of guys to pick in this little draft, yep, that's how it team. goes.
1: The Seahawks. So for everybody, so we have we have you know Trevor and I are looking at the board. We have Clyde Edwards Alaire, Isaiah Wilson, Kenneth Murray, Jordan Brooks, AJ Terrell, and Noah Igboguny left. Six teams to go.
0: Um, Seahawks. Uh I will go Noah Igbenogany here. They, okay, they tell went. me
1: how they're how they doing to get him on the field. By playing them. I don't, I don't know. I think that the, I think
0: they need a little bit of juice in the cornerback room. There's not a lot of great options here left, but I think that they still need help in the pass game. So I'll, I'll go Igbenogany here.
1: Yeah, I think Igbenogany would fight for their starting nickel job in this circumstance because he doesn't have the length that they want to play outside, but they do need a nickel. So I don't hate it. Uh, Ravens at 28. I'm... I got an easy one here, thank God. Kenneth Murray, uh, Oklahoma. Was, I didn't have ranked super high, but I, I talked a lot about how I love his fit in Baltimore because I think his best deployment is blitz-heavy, and Baltimore is one of the, if not the most, I believe, blitz-heavy defense in the league, especially considering last year. But They have a linebacker need. They love the guys who are Murray's size, physicality, aggressiveness, run a hit, big tackle, sort of a dude. Uh, they don't need him to be great in coverage. He's not great in coverage, so there you go. Kenneth Murray at 28 to the Ravens. I, I think it's a good fit, and I'm happy I got a, an easy one late. Um, I'm looking at the board and like who's left, and I'm thinking of how this is going to go.
0: And we're going to have a very interesting last two picks. So, Titans here at 29. AJ Terrell is still on the board. That's who I'm going to pick. I think that Teron Davenport, when we had him on for the guest mock draft series, really convinced me that corner being the pick here at the at back end of the first round was really smart for them because they like what they have in Adoree Jackson. They haven't brought Logan Ryan back. Malcolm Butler is aging and is probably not going to become worth what he's getting paid soon on that contract. So infusing Terrell into that lineup now, easing him into what will be a starting role over the next one or two years, I think would be a smart call and would be the most uh, advantageous, biggest return on investment, especially with the guys that are left. But I I even think that this would have been a good pick if the whole board was still there on draft night. So uh, Terrell, who Mm -hmm. went 16 in the real draft, falls to 29 here. I think that he would have been a good pick for the Titans. Okay. Dolphins at 30 yeah there's a clear on chasing, There's a clear answer and Tua, yeah
1: yeah and I remember when we had I believe it was Cameron Wolf on to make this pick on the the, the beatbox and don't uh-huh. quote me on that there were a lot of Miami guys we brought on um but Will's he said listen if they draft Tua the right side becomes the blind side Wilson's a right tackle uh by trade of what he played in Georgia who's likely to be available late round one and could make sense to immediately put him in there and secure that blind side now I'm low on Isaiah Wilson now Admittedly, I'm low on Jordan Brooks as well. Clyde Edwards Alaire has ranked like a hundred spots on my board over these guys. Uh so if I'm so pick him. Yeah, you know, if I'm taking a if I'm taking a first so pick round player, em. if I'm taking a first round so player, pick I'm em. taking Clyde Edwards Alaire here. But I understand how much more offensive tackle matters than no, running other No, no, back no, no, no. It, but building. it's you. It's you. You you get to pick it. Yeah. Right. And and I'm telling you right now, if this are my board. I, I like, you know, I could only take these players. Yes. I think I'd still take Wilson over Edwards Hilaire because I don't. Yeah, you get yeah, nice. Try sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you just wanted Wilson at 31. Uh, I take Wilson <laughs> at, at 30 to the Dolphins. I'll plug him in on the right side. Uh, and, and we know the Dolphins on day two and day three continue to just get big bodies in the offensive line. Somebody's going to hit We'll figure it out when we get there. All
0: right, hold on. I'm looking something up before I make this pick because there's there one pick that I can possibly make, but I'm gonna try to defend it. All right, here we go. Oh no! This pick is Clyde edwards alaire for the Vikings at 31. Dalvin Cook coming at the end of his his rookie contract. He might hold out. Tell him to piss off. You got Clyde edwards alaire <laughs> You don't have to play a running back for the next four years. Ba boom. Got it. Tell him to piss off. <laughs> oh no! This was difficult at the end. This is really difficult
1: because I wasn't about to meet yeah. Jordan
0: Brooks before Clyde average Lair. I don't care what position he plays.
1: That's understandably so. The Chiefs uh, needed a linebacker anyway. Yeah, Anthony Hitchens, Anthony Hitchens, and Damian Wilson being the players that they've had available for them, they end up with Willie Gay in round two, which isn't perfect in terms of they still I think have a coverage liability there. Gay's really inexperienced in coverage, but. Getting bodies there is important. Hopefully the hit is important. I was very public in my criticism of the Jordan Brooks pick for the Seahawks at 27, largely because I do not think he had the quality coverage ability necessary to fill the role the Seahawks need him to fill. Uh, I know from talking to C Mike Spin Move on Twitter, who's a, a Seahawks film guy, who's a good follow. Um, Jordan Brooks had a lot more coverage responsibility in 2018, and there was more positive reps there, reps that I didn't see. I've never, I haven't gone back and look. I want to go back and look uh, and, and and see how that would have changed my opinion on Brooks. But if that 2018 ability is solid and it can be uh, recovered and, and put it to deployment, this will help the Chiefs out a lot. So I like the Edwards-Alaire pick. If they had both been on the board, I probably would have taken Edwards-Alaire. Um, but Jordan Brooks, they needed a linebacker anyway, so at least the need is there.
0: That was fun. I really enjoyed that. So I I cannot remember who suggested that to me, but whoever you are out there, thank you. We devoted the whole episode to your idea. I hope it came to fruition in the way that you would want it. I think that I really do think that we made a good amount of teams better. Which draft halls? I know we talked about the Chargers already, but were there other draft halls right off the bat that you thought, okay, wow, I actually like this better than how it turned out for the team? Certainly not not Tampa's, but... uh,
1: the Either. Raiders went from Henry Ruggs and Damon Arnett to Jerry Judy and Justin Herbert. That's yeah, that's uh, a good one. Huh. That ain't too shabby, brother. Uh, I like that. Uh, one. I liked yeah, I think I like the Saints pick. Niners, Austin Jackson, Javon Kinlaw over IU. No, nah, like that's uh, to me that's 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 pretty standard. Um it kind of depends on the wide receiver they get later, I guess. Jags went to Derek Brown and Jeff Gladney Ooh. instead of what? uh cj
0: henderson and caleb on chase on. i'd rather have what they really got
1: yeah i i think
0: there i think there were a lot of there i'm, I'm in the brown names. and gladney i no I, so am i i don't i don't think that it's a bad haul but i think I, I think i'd rather have what they got in reality
1: yeah i mean like it's close i, I think there's an argument both ways uh we like we said, the falcons got a lot better poor broncos i no. i mean like i really like patrick queen you know, i just you feel like broncos you know Knowing what they did with the later half of their draft, I think that oh, that right. Judy pick was really cool. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah, this was. I thought it was going to be tricky at like twenty seven down, like when I went through the players, like those last six. But really, at that point, it's like, all right, this is the only one that makes sense. What was really tough was like the middle teens, early twenties, where there's right. like only a few of each left, and you really got to to parse the between two less than ideal options. So that was tricky.
0: No, it was good. It was a great exercise. Glad we did that. The rest of the week, we are. Continuing our draft recap series. We will have six more teams that we're going to get to Tuesday through Thursday, and then, of course, another Fan Friday coming up at the end of the week. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked on NFL Draft.